1: The entire professional wrestling world is turning criminal between Arn Anderson and Seth Rollins. We'll talk about that. Ice cold takes on extreme rules. And, you know, the lazy river of wrestling criticism, which has become a fun part of this show for me because, eh, because we can go wherever we want. Uh, Chris, you are... Uh, no Membrino is an Italian name, correct?
0: It is. It is.
1: I, I have an Italian food-related... uh issue i guess you would say
0: oh okay well i am the complaint department for italian food (laughs) uh, as part of the broader italian american diaspora no 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 no, no. by all means i'm happy to field this one
1: uh are, are you a fan of stromboli by chance i like it i like it okay stromboli is one of those as as many people know i tend to have I tend to chase tastes from my childhood that I haven't had in a long, long time. Like the taco pizza is still an elusive one to me. I'm trying to find one that's kind of like uh, showbiz pizza used to have because I had it once and it was great. And I've never had one better since. I have been looking for a good stromboli because they used to have I went to this uh Party or something like that. I forgot what it was, but uh, they had frozen Stromboli's that they had cooked in the oven and stuff like. It was great. It was it was fantastic. So I've been looking for like an Italian restaurant or something out here because I can make them here, but I I I don't want to necessarily. I just want to buy one and kind of eat it. And it's I haven't found them. I found calzones. I found other things. Well, I I was on a road trip today. I went to uh, the cider mills here in the mountains of California. And there was an Italian restaurant with a stromboli. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get that. That sounds amazing. Let, let's, let's try this out. It was a calzone without the sauce. It was the toppings folded, not rolled into like a little baby loaf, folded. And I'm just like, it wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't a stromboli. It was a calzone without sauce is what it was. And then they gave you marinara to dip it in. But it was like, why can't people make a damn Stromboli, Chris? It's not that difficult.
0: No, but you know it's it's one of those things that uh, you either can make it or you can't. Every I don't, I don't have a strong Stromboli take here.
1: Oh, that's cool. I just wanted to okay. vent a bit. <laughs>
0: that's, no, it's all right. it's all
1: right. It's all gonna, right. Well, I should go. Well, why can't a pizza place make a decent Stromboli? That's all I'm asking. I, I, all you gotta do is roll it up. Put it in the oven for the same amount of time, vent it a little bit so that the steam comes out. It's not, it doesn't seem to me to be that difficult. To think. The how, is, who put it this way? Oh, no, that was Sean Rossap. I was on a show of his earlier, but he called it S. Barrow. It. It's Sabarrow. Sabarrow makes a stromboli. Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa. S. Barrow? it S. Barrow. Well, like, was this was not joking, I'm assuming this was like, uh
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he was doing it to troll or if he really didn't know how to pronounce Sabaro, mm. but that's mm. a possibility. There are new listeners this week because I was on a show on Fightful. So
0: <laughs> hello, new listeners. <laughs> Soon we'll you won't like me. Some way.
1: <laughs> Stop it. Oh, where where do I go first? There, there's not much news here, kid. So let's just get that out of the way. It was announced on Friday that Jackie Redman is joining WWE as new co-host of Raw Talk and Talking Smack. She'll host both shows alongside Matt Camp. Camp is also one of the hosts of WWE's The Bump. She is from Canada. She's been doing sports casting up there. Now she gets to come down here and do shows for Peacock that nobody cares about. Congratulations on your
0: <laughs> I think this is going to be a tremendous shakeup for the product. I expect that you'll see in the demo here probably an additional fifty to 60000 particularly along the coastlines. I, I expect this pickup to just really juice Peacock subscriptions in the next quarter at least.
1: Chris Huber, the brother of John Huber and Amanda Huber, John's widow announced the formation of the John Huber Legacy Foundation on 9-29, the day of the AEW show in Rochester, New York, which was Huber's hometown. Foundation will focus on providing support for people in creative fields who have not taken the next step in their career because of family obligations. Quote, John almost gave up on his dream of wrestling because of his family, unquote, said Amanda Huber, but he got the call to move up to WWE while we were in the hospital with our first child. I can't think of a better way of honoring his commitment to family and his career than to help other people who are facing this same dilemma.
0: I think that's wonderful. Uh, It's a a really unique Charity,
1: yes, uh, that's what yeah. I was thinking. i was Like, yeah. is... how far along in your creative career? <laughs> it's like because I know a lot of people who are doing creative things that just they're never going to get anywhere doing it. They're just doing creative things. So how, how how do we judge that next step? That that was what was unusual to me about this. Yeah, well, and then, you know, I just
0: I mean, I I like the idea. I like the spirit of it. it. Will be interesting. You know, with all these things, it's always in the execution or whatever, but. Uh, here's hoping that they do something good with it
1: that's the news chris that's all i had for news this week.
0: Uh, that's that's not a lot of news that's not a lot of news no um, there's there's not are a we on to of... the lazy river
1: uh we're almost there okay ratings talk just let's say him
0: do some ratings talk hit me i with don't some have ratings.
1: raw in front of me if you can find those while i'm reading these that'd be helpful
0: uh, i the raw ratings okay yeah sure
1: AEW Dynamite on 929, the aforementioned Rochester show, did 1.152 million viewers, 0.45 in the 18 to 49. That's 588,000. It's pretty darn good. I believe they won the night. They beat the challenge yet again. SmackDown on September 24 did a 1.35 rating with 2.135 million viewers and 0.55, 713,000 in the 18 to 49 demo. How'd Raw do?
0: Uh, it got a seven point seven out of ten on IMDB, Jeff. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> oh well, that's uh, uh, good. No, no. All right, here let me let me get the actual ones up. Uh one point seven million viewers <laughs> and point four eight in the eighteen to forty nine demographic. Yeah. Ross down at one point seven now and I think that gets you kind of into that continuing downtrend. Now, Graham, we're in the football season. Dallas Cowboys versus Philadelphia Eagles game aired both on ESPN and ESPN2 doing a combined 14.47 million viewers and 4.84 in the 18-49 to demo and 3.49 in 18-34. to uh, So, um, I don't know. Let's see if there's anything anything of notes here compared to last year uh raw was down 7% in viewers down 13% in 18 to 49 and down 21% in 18 to 34 um I actually think that that one's fairly striking uh were they doing football right in September last year was there like a brief pause because of COVID do you you're more the football guy
1: I believe they were on time
0: okay so then these are fairly analogous numbers and speak to a continued downtrend and that that tracks with the breaking below 2.0 2.0 million 2.0 2 million threshold. Um yeah, and the they we- make, they're oh, sustainingly they they're in a sustaining way.
1: The weird the weird thing last year was they if if there was a covid protocol and they had to delay a few days you might get a game on like Wednesday or like there was there was a Tuesday afternoon game at one point, as I recall. But uh, overall, there was still Monday night football. Uh, Sean Ross sat behind the scenes, uh, is is saying that USA is very pleased with this NXT show, and that both Fox and USA have been uh, involved in brokering talks about about this draft that started tonight. Uh, let's start the lazy river of commentary, Chris.
0: Okay, I, I've got something that's like not on any slate, but um, and, and I guess it will be a note of positivity for WWE to start off our lazy river. Okay, remember Adnan Verk? Yes. Okay, and remember when he left and they replaced him with uh, this guy, Jimmy Smith. We were like, this guy has to stick and has to, like, work for what they're doing because if they change, like, commentators multiple times, I feel like they're going to be in just, like, kind of an endless cycle of changing commentators. Well, Jimmy Smith, I'm here to say several months into the Jimmy Smith experiment, he's pretty decent. He's fine. He, he's, he's absolutely inoffensive.
1: I would agree, and uh, before we get too deep into the lazy river, let's do extreme rules, cold thoughts, because Jimmy kind of fits into that. I thought he was perfectly fine. Yeah, no, I'm I'm
0: not here to tell you that he's, like, great or anything like that. I'm I'm here to tell you that they needed somebody who was absolutely vanilla, and Jimmy is that. He He has a decent synergy with Corey Graves. Um, Corey sort of like is running the show and Jimmy and Byron sort of orbit around him at this point and it works just fine.
1: It does. But the problem is he's vanilla, but it's not like Corey and and Byron are huge, colorful characters. The problem is Corey's still doing a lot of heavy lifting on the play by play here from time to time. Byron and, and Corey just seem to snap at one another. I, I I don't know. I it, it's it's perfectly in ineffect- It doesn't get in the way of the commentary. Let's put no. It whereas it Michael Cole, add.
0: Michael Cole has a tendency to get in the way of what's going yes. on on the screen. Um, yes. even tonight where he was having fun and it was kind of fun, he <laughs> he just gets in the way of things.
1: I I would agree. I, I, uh, I I've I've warmed to Michael Cole over the years. He's still not. He's never gonna be on my top three or top five list, but being with McAfee at least has, has energized him a bit. And, and I, and I like that about him. I, I do. It's just, yeah, there are times where it feels like he's pushing something a little bit too hard and he needs to back off of it. Would that be right?
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay.
1: Stream rules for me was a souped up raw. Gotta be honest with you. I, I, uh, wasn't terribly impressed with anything on the show. I don't. Let's talk about the demon, shall we? What the hell was that?
0: The heart. A, a, a strong finish uh,
1: to a match.
0: <laughs> um, a real strong characterization. No, what they did with the with the demon is they decided that they really need to get the fiend back. And that letting Bray Wyatt, in a way, was cut, walk was a mistake. And and if Finn Balor did the demon thing, it'd be kind of like the, the whole fiend thing. And uh, that's sort of what they did during this Roman Reigns match. But then also, they couldn't let the demon win, even though they spotlighted that the demon had this giant winning streak as the demon.
1: So the heartbeat of the demon woke up Finn Balor. And then it left him as he was going up to the top rope and the ropes. (laughs) We'll never know what
0: happened to that term. That's
1: going to be my question here, Chris. Are they going to actually follow up on what they did with all of this? Or is this just going to be, well, it happened and Finn Balor's back one day.
0: I hope it's as narratively satisfying as Rey Mysterio landing on the floor below off screen.
1: They threw me off a building, yeah, and I was but I landed the next floor. <laughs> I landed on a on a on a, on a ledge. <laughs> That's why I'm here on Raw the next night. Oh, the most brilliant storytelling ever! And and the other really big match to me was was the women's championship over on SmackDown, in which we have Sasha Banks back, and I love me some Sasha Banks. Don't get me wrong, Sasha Banks is is a welcome present in whatever women's division she's in. Problem is. We now have a second heel in this Bianca feud. That's a bigger heel than both of them. So now we're not only going to grind Bianca, at least until she, at least until she's off off of the show because she was drafted to Raw tonight in the first round. So we have Bianca, we have Sasha, and we have now big time Bex i i just don't know it's they're gonna be in a three-way in saudi arabia i think bianca wins the three-way switches titles with charlotte and goes on her merry way to be the raw champ but i don't i don't see her being a bigger star because of this program
0: no no absolutely not um uh, you yeah. you didn't
1: you didn't have a chance to watch SmackDown tonight, but the,
0: the I, I saw the main event of SmackDown. Okay. So you I, saw the I,
1: contrived. She does a she does a backflip off of the apron, and then then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're inv- you're invading my personal space. Oh no!
0: And then at the end of it, Charlotte comes and knocks down both Sasha and Bianca. It, like uh, th- this feud, I don't see a way where it helps out Bianca Belair at the end of it even if she ends up as champion and I don't know that I'm convinced that she's gonna be champion at the end of this feud so we'll see I think she
1: has to be because I, I, I they're gonna do the whole belt switch thing they have to otherwise you're gonna have the Raw Women's Champ on Smackdown unless she loses on Monday during the draft
0: they might but make she, that they might make that a oh storyline
1: Alexa Alexa might win this title on Monday
0: she might <laughs> That match, I thought that was it was kind of a mistake to not have Alexa win the match. Did you? Uh,
1: Yeah. Expound on that.
0: Um, I don't really know that Charlotte's title reign, uh, is is necessary. I think that the Alexa character probably needs it more at this point, especially now that there's not Lily. Uh, I would. Like she's not that great. That was
1: something, wasn't it? Ripping. Thank it you, home.
0: Yelly. Thank you, Lily. At the uh, the crowd <laughs> chanting that. I, I mean, the
1: Alka Seltzer. Did the Alka Seltzer do anything? For the
0: Alka Seltzer uh, and any number of the like the way this finish was. Is
1: she a rabid but, dog? That,
0: that's that's <laughs> my my strongest argument for why she should have won the match. is look how she lost the match. Yeah. Look what. Look how. Look what the the lengths they went to to write her losing this match. <laughs>
1: And they tore up her doll, and she had to put Alka Seltzer in her mouth. (laughs) Oh my goodness! And 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 the best part was they moved that other women's match, which was nothing to write home about. Could the Carmella live to the pre-show so they could fit in a New Day six-man match? That really didn't matter. It was so the show was so weird to me in so many ways and so uneventful. It, yeah, it
0: was Yeah, yeah. Sheamus and Jeff Hardy and Damian Priest delivered exactly sneaky what good. I thought. Yeah, sneaky it was good. good. It was good. It was it was it was the un you know, the sneaky good match that I was expecting it to be. Um I, I I enjoy a Sheamus match. He he's in the perfect role in this company and I enjoy when he like danced and did the like Jeff Hardy thing or whatever on the top ropes.
1: Let me ask you this question before we leave Extreme Rules. God help us. We're leaving Extreme Rules.
0: Uh, it was truly extreme this year. You can just feel my pulse. Are the Street
1: Profits the tag team they're going to split up in this draft? Because it feels like it to me.
0: Mm. Angelo Dawkins getting that repackage is going to be the kiss of death.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, and Montez is going to be the, the guy that they see what they can do with.
0: Yeah, I think they, they kind of teased that when they had Tez do the singles match. Yeah. That's, that's why I was kind of, I guess I was sort of bringing it up the other week.
1: Well, you don't know this, but we'll go over the draft a little bit. Cause you don't I remember, know what I don't know. I know you don't, unless, you, unless you've been spoiled, and then it's like, okay. Well, no, I, I
0: would hardly say I've been spoiled. I, I would say I'm a bit of a hard Scrabble fellow.
1: <laughs> Scrabble's always hard.
0: Yeah, especially with me.
1: The, the lazy river of wrestling criticism let us begin let's talk about this arn anderson promo what in the blue hell was this thing you all know i love me some Arn. last week i go out on a ledge and i say you know cody knows what he's doing it's pretty smart here this week he's playing heel during during the tag match which is fine it's fine if you're going to split off Arn from from cody That's cool, too. I'm fine with that. It's great, as a matter of fact, because I'm going to call a shot here later tonight that everybody's going to think I'm absolutely nuts about, but I'm going to do it anyways. Cody. (laughs) So Arn is like, okay, Cody, you're not following the rules. That's a perfectly acceptable reason for a coach to ditch a player. I would have been fine with that. But no, we get this. If you were carjacked, you would have given the car up. If I were carjacked, I would have taken out my Glock and I would have blasted that fool. <laughs> As Ron Burgundy once said, that escalated quickly. And the funniest part to me was seeing Brandy Rose's face when he said that. It's like, okay, we're going here. That, that promo made absolutely no sense. It didn't do anything for this split. It confused me (laughs) quite a bit. And look, this crowd is going to boo Cody until the cows come home. Let's let's go into that because here's my call. Cody's the joker in this ladder match on Wednesday, and he wins the title shot, whereas before – He wasn't allowed to have a title shot whatever. It would submit his heel position in AEW if he won this title shot and asked for it, in my opinion. I think that's how you really heal him on the fans.
0: Yeah, I've been trying to look for a convoluted music reference to explain (laughs) the Arn Anderson pull out my Glock line because it's like one of these things. That sounds very cool and it is actually a good line for a different promo in a different storyline. Not this storyline. Um, I'm with you. I think you'd have to go
1: with Train. Like, the best soy latte you ever had, and me, or something like that. They, they probably thought that was cool at the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, look, Train actually has a bunch of. Train's like the king of detached lyrics from like an actual broader meaning so like yeah you could pick out like any single not like she checks out mozart while she does that's does tie Bo Bo Ro- reminds, reminds me that me there's room to grow not that line Yay. not that line but like <laughs> you know like the, the idea of drops of jupiter is not a bad idea and maybe right. not in that context it right. doesn't really make any sense yet like that's how i feel about pull out my glock and you know all of that sort of thing like no doubt I want to see arn Anderson go up against Malachi black here, and I do think that they know what they're doing with Cody and that they're going to turn Cody heel I mean even like the roads to the top section that I saw here before we started taping like it, he was talking oh they booed me in my hometown like i, I this is building to something, but I, I don't know man like it it's it was. It's weird. It's just a weird it's such a beat.
1: stunning thing. You're just watching it going, Whoa, what?
0: And you made me go back and watch Brandy's reaction, and Brandy's reaction was really entertaining. Um <laughs> I'm with you on that. I enjoyed that. I It's like you know, she
1: didn't know it was coming either. It's like okay. That's <laughs> improvable. Of and, that. and
0: look, that's that's the thing that makes AEW fun as compared to WWE. Um at the same time. I think we've really lost the thread here with the Malachi Black storyline. Because, like, if Cody's a heel and Black has also been a heel, but he's a cool heel, then, like, what am I cheering for? I feel like right, right. now the strongest baby face in this angle is Arn Anderson. Like, to me, when I use the phrase booking against the grain here, it's like, you're booking against the grain because the audience wants to cheer Malachi Black because they so desperately and have before the Malachi Black storyline, but only more so with Malachi Black because they already thought he was cool. He's like, you know, he he was already cool when he came in. and was already getting, you know, warm reactions, shall we say. Like, I I just don't know where this goes in a narratively satisfying way unless you're going to do like a double turn thing. I, I guess they could do the double turn match. And the double turn match would serve as the reset button here. Uh, I just don't know what you do with uh, Arn and Lee Johnson or whatever.
1: Your turn on the lazy river, sir.
0: Um, my turn on the lazy river. Uh, was there anything on Raw that was worth talking about? Oh, hey man, you remember Ricochet? I do. Yeah, he uh he had. This little encounter with Reginald, then I was almost really <laughs> like excited for this because I figured at least like they'd I was be doing-
1: too. Yeah, this. right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna do they're gonna do like some flips and stuff. This will at least be like five minutes of fun, maybe. Yeah. No, not even that. Ah, not yeah. even that. No, I I look forward to when Ricochet finally gets liberated and goes over to have matches in the mid card of AEW. It'll be good. <laughs> He'll have longer matches.
1: What? No, he's no, he's he's a main event main eventer. Ricochet <laughs> as a WWE main event. He'll be uh, he'll be with your boy. Oh, now.
0: Uh,
1: outback Slapjack. Outback Slapjack. Yeah, Shane Thorn into Coming. it. For those who don't know, Shane Thorne has basically <laughs> decided he's going full Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> outback Jack. Outback Jack, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. I like Slapjack better. <laughs> uh, no,
0: I think he should have Slapjack as like an avatar to tap into whenever, like the demon or, or you know, the fiend. Let's
1: like make whenever... him Captain Boomerang. Let's just make him Captain Boomerang from the DC comics. At least he's kind of a cool heel at times. This, this thing is dumb. What are we doing? Uh, he... Speaking of what
0: are we doing? How about Keith Bearcat Lee?
1: I don't mind that. What, what do you have against Keith Bearcat Lee? Um, Chris,
0: (laughs) what do I have against
1: it? Yeah. What do you have against it?
0: I don't think it's got much, uh, much of a direction. Other 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 than, other than I, putting I, I a think, nickname. In I think Ethan they Lee. came up with Bearcat, and they got nothing else. Actually, be, uh, I think too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is not. There's not another bullet in the holster here, Jeff. That's my problem with Bearcat Lee.
1: No, I was leaving you out there to try to see if you really had anything. Let's, let's watch him.
0: Scream. No, no, no. I, I had something. Yeah. Like also, all he's doing is the same match. Only now he's not smiling, and he's not doing the Keith Lee thing. So like, he'll ultimately be a heel. I think him being a heel is probably more effective, but I don't know that people will really buy him as a heel. He has too much of a nice guy face.
1: Vince with the stogie. We found your hook, kid. Puff, puff, puff. <laughs> uh, let's take a timeout real quick. Thank our sponsor this week, my bookie, With over $500,000 in contest prize money up for grabs, the NFL is back in action, and so is winning season at my bookie. For example, if you'd taken the two-team parlay of Jeff's teams on Thursday... You would have been a big winner, although I don't think the Bengals beat the spread. But at uh, Bookie.ag, choose from a variety of boosts and free bets, and get in on the fan favorite one hundred thousand dollars super contest, which only costs ten dollars to enter. Pick five games against the spread each week. Each win earns you a point, and each point gets you closer to the grand prize. In order to get you started, make your first deposit at MyBookie.ag. Use promo code Ropes R O P E S to instantly receive double your deposit. That's double your money to double your winnings with your first ever deposit. Using promo code ROPES. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Yes, Thursday was a good football night for your boy. The Bengals and the Cavaliers of Virginia both won. Chris, are you there? You have turned off your camera for
0: a moment. There you are. Yeah, I am. Are, are we still in the advert?
1: Uh, we are not in the advert. We are just coming out of the advert. And Okay,
0: great. Great. So, Jeff, yep. who is the guy who went up against Jackson Riker?
1: Uh, I believe that was Karrion Cross.
0: This guy is fantastic. Where have they been keeping him?
1: <laughs> Love you know, the he's... outfit. Great theme song. Great talent. Former NXT champion, by the way. Which you they don't say. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Neat. Speaking of NXT, let's talk a little about the WWE draft, because there were a couple of surprises in there. Uh, all of a sudden i got rid of my screen that had the draft on it so give me a second here now the big story to me coming out of it which was very very interesting and i don't know if this is good news or bad news of course you want everybody to make main roster money and you want everybody to get as much exposure as you can but coming over to the smackdown brand one hit row nxt north american champion isaiah swerve scott top dollar Ashante the adonis and, and poor 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 sonia called her fab b no it's b fab did they, did, they did they have on the cue card i wonder if it was like uh scott comma isaiah <laughs> fab comma b yeah, them, and as we probably already knew, uh, Austin Theory, who has been drafted over to the Raw brand coming up from NXT. Additionally, SmackDown, Roman Reigns, Charlotte Flair, Drew McIntyre, The New Day. So they're splitting them up again. Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss. It's just a dumb, dumb unit. Naomi and Jeff Hardy over on Raw. Biggie, Bianca Belair, RK Bro, Edge, Rhea Ripley and Nikki A.S.H., Keith Bearcat Lee, Mysterio Family Theater, and Austin Theory.
0: Tonight. I can't wait to see what Rey Mysterio gets into next.
1: In addition to that, Brock Lesnar is a free agent. He can go where he wants because he's cooler than everybody else, which makes this whole draft thing pointless, in my opinion. Why why do they do that? Why do they undercut their, their exact same friggin' rules that they set out there? Like, I'll give you another example. Tonight, Roman's upset that the Usos weren't drafted. Well, I don't believe the Usos were eligible to be drafted tonight by the exact rules of the draft, because only half the roster is available. So, so they, they just undercut their own stories. Yes, yes, we're having a draft, but Brock Lesnar, it doesn't apply to him. He can go wherever he wants. Okay, why? They never explained just, oh, it's because Paul Heyman found a loophole, blah, 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 blah. But if you're going to have a draft, have a draft. If not, just put people on a show and do it. That, that's my theory. Any thoughts from what I just said?
0: Not really, because I I don't necessarily expect them to hold to this draft thing because they were already sort of playing around with it anyways, and they they have been booking these shows differently in reaction to AEW's very successful pay-per-view. So, I don't necessarily expect these hard walls of division or whatever to hold up
1: <laughs> chris chris you don't think there's a reason why they said yes these draft these draft rosters will go into effect in three weeks
0: right so that they can lead themselves and out to yes. reshuffle who can be yes. drafted who's going where and when yeah no. oh
1: my goodness i can't believe they split up the new day again what a. we'll see no they did well yeah for now we'll see we'll see hit row i it's too soon it's way too soon. Scott's the only guy.
0: Yeah, good I worry bring. about Top Dollar. Top Dollar, I think, could get exposed at any length of time. I think
1: Top Dollar's the last man standing out of this crew. I mean, after watching that NXT show Tuesday, B-Fab ain't bringing it. No,
0: she is not.
1: And Ashante, the Adonis, is, is, is good, but he's small. And he's the guy who takes the falls for, all this, for for this group all the time. I like him on the microphone. I do, too. I do, too, a lot. Madcap Moss is a death character. I just happy. He's so happy, Corbin. And I got this guy, he tells jokes. This is Madcap Moss, my buddy, my pal. You're my Madcap Moss, Chris.
0: You're my happy Corbin, <laughs> Jeff.
1: <laughs> and they drafted him fifth, making it seem important. Yeah, Drew McIntyre and his sword are coming to SmackDown
0: yeah he's gonna have that feud with uh Big E, and
1: i expect nothing but braveheart promos maybe a highlander reference yeah <laughs> and uh, edge, edge goes to raw even though edge is kind of a limited to me it's a limited capacity thing why, why would you keep him around full time but you missed as well seth rollins went to edge's house And the front door was unlocked. So he made himself at home. So between Arn Anderson uh, capping fools and breaking and entering, we got nothing but criminals on these rosters.
0: Yeah. And that teaches Edge the valuable lesson about locking your doors. (laughs) This is Uh, really his fault. It has nothing to do with Seth Rollins going onto the dude's property and entering the house.
1: Your turn on the lazy river, sir
0: uh my turn on the lazy river ag styles versus riddle this is a fun little match man it
1: was it was a lot of fun and a morass of suck it was a lot of fun to watch AJ, i
0: actually thought raw was fairly watchable broadly oh, speaking it was it wasn't bad um but like i particularly this match i thought this match was pretty good
1: yeah this match this match brought brought it up for me definitely i i Matt Riddle is their most underutilized player, and I know that he's problematic. But when when he's allowed to take take the blinders off or take the reins off, he can he can go. And AJ AJ's been stuck in this almost partnership for so long you forget how good he is sometimes, to me.
0: Yeah, I mean this raw show was essentially just the two big E matches and yeah. then this this match. So like if you're just judging it by the ones that got longer than five minutes, it's just these three matches and they were all fine. Um I I thought the cage match was exactly what you expect a Monday night raw cage match to be. Um the standard WWE style spots apply when you've got faction versus faction where one guy one team makes a save, the other team makes a save. This was fine. It wasn't wasn't amazing. It was okay. Anything else? Uh, not on Raw.
1: Okay. Well, no, I, I meant for your lazy river pick. My turn. Uh, your turn. Going back to AEW. I appreciated the Sammy win. I just didn't think it was time necessarily, but of course, being in Rochester and the TNT title being important. I also thought it was the right place to reunite the Dark Order. I just thought there were two people who could unite the Dark Order, and neither of them did it. It could have been a debuting Bray if you had wanted to go that route, and you know, get past no. Boy, he
0: would have been over like Rover in Rochester. I
1: I don't know if he would. He might have. He might not have. I don't know. You you don't know. But really, the place to do this is the place to bring back Hangman to me. I get that he's hanging out with the baby, but have him come in for a night reunite the dark order have the happy moment in rochester in the town and that's what you end with i don't think you put this in the middle of the show like they did and but you know i understand the sammy win i just it was one of those things where it didn't feel like there needed to be a release of the pressure because there hadn't been enough pressure built up in terms of a feud between miro and sammy in my opinion they hadn't quite gotten all the way past fuego and they still brought Fuego out for this match, which I didn't really like either, to be honest with you. But I think the show should have ended with the reuniting Dark Order. I think that was a good call. I just think Hangman should have been the one to do it, not Amanda Huber. And that's no offense to Amanda Huber. I'm glad she got her moment. I'm glad Mookie got a little bit. Of sc- Our boy Mookie got a little bit of screen time being up front and cheering for the Dark Order. I, uh, you know, I liked. I liked the moment. I just thought uh, scripting wise, I, I thought it was. Uh, wasn't the best choice they could have made
0: yeah I something was a little flat about the Sammy win over Miro I agree I I I, you know I on one level I get why they wanted to do the belting because the earlier promo between Darby and MJF about them being the four young pillars and talking about who got the title first or who's gotten a belt first. And then Sammy winning later in the night, kind of an important like bookend thing. I actually like appreciate that. Cause it's subtle, but like that there's like a narrative through line thing. See, I can say nice things, um, <laughs> but I just, I don't know that like we really got the maximum payoff for how good of a heel champion Miro's been. Yeah. That that's that's my,
1: I, and especially I don't, the way he lost by you know the the turnbuckle stuff and the yeah. knucklehead.
0: Yeah, I I just this was not if if you asked me like what does the Miro losing the belt match look like and I kind of like had written it out in my head or like written it out a piece of paper. This is not it. No, and it, it was not it was not particularly close to what I thought it was going to be. I I expected him to be a really kind of career building victory for whoever ultimately built him. And in this case, I felt it was more of a nice victory, not like necessarily a super memorable one. And, yeah. and Sammy probably would have really benefited. Like, he'll be fine, but he would have benefited from a really memorable one. In my he would opinion.
1: have benefited from a show that focused on the buildup to him winning the title. Also I true. I think, I think the pro this was another thing where they had too many moments in, in the two hours.
0: This is... That's an AEW thing. They they do kind of really load up the slate with angles. And you're right. This is one where I would have had Miro attack Fuego backstage earlier in the show. So that there's no Fuego to help them. Just kind of like make it look like Sammy's back's against the wall. I would have had Miro attack Sammy. And Sammy yeah. has to wrestle a match like with injured ribs or something. You know, like a gimmicked injury. Um, I, I mean, I would make Miro... On the night where his back is really up against the wall, the ultimate caged animal, not a lunk who's trying to take off the turnbuckle pads.
1: I believe it is your turn on the lazy river, sir.
0: Okay. Um, Brian Danielson and Nick Jackson. Let's talk about this match. Shall a little we?
1: rampage. Let's do it.
0: A little rampage. Uh, Look, Brian Danielson did what Brian Danielson does. Uh, He has a match format where he is able to take wrestlers who maybe are not great at the storytelling part of the wrestling match and slot them into the Danielson template and they have like a really good and impactful sort of match. Ooh. Whoa, little, what? A
1: little bit of a little bit of a slight on on the Jackson boy, huh?
0: Look, uh I think that the Young Bucks are exceptional athletic performers in the ring. Okay. Uh, they they do the high spots really well. Uh however, like for example, in this match, what was the setup move for the sharpshooter that Nick Jackson did? Uh
1: I I don't remember the match, It's the either.
0: classic sort of it's the classic sort of move you'd do to set up a sharpshooter remind me it's an escalera <laughs> l- l- yeah like this is my I- in a nutshell like this is my knock on the young bucks is that they do an escalera to set up a sharpshooter and that sort of thing so like no don't get me wrong they are not working
1: point. over the leg they're not they're not like ole anderson yet it, I, and it doesn't
0: it, it doesn't necessarily have to be uh you know as curmudgeonly as you like it jeff um <laughs> but,
1: but I do like, like, hold on let, 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 let's dwell on that a little bit i i'm i'm improving on my on my curmudgeonly dish. but not, like uh,
0: submission here's the thing man submission holds just yes. out of the ether are never they going have to, to, have they they right. have to have any impact right they have to be earned, earned. they They're have correct. to be earned that doesn't mean anything because because then you you know it's a rest hold and you know you're just waiting for them to grab the ropes and i get that it's still a rest hold regardless but like If Nick Jackson was going after Danielson's back or something like that, it makes the sharpshooter more impactful and like, I don't know, maybe gets you to 5% bite that he might tap out or something. I don't know. Um, But that is my knock on Jackson. And the other guy that he was in the ring with last week, same sort of thing, where that guy is very good at certain moves, but um, I think Danielson's matches (laughs) offers a really nice template for structure that carries this guy and that guy to greater heights than those guys are capable of on their own.
1: Why are you trolling the Omega fans? Why? What? <laughs> I didn't say his name.
0: Exactly. I didn't say, That's. I said no one's name. <laughs> I, I was talking about Brian Danielson, uh, one of the most guy. underrated wrestlers. Yes. Yes. One of, I'm talking about one of the most <laughs> underrated wrestlers of the last decade here, Brian Danielson. I'm not, like, talking about, like, an overrated wrestler or something like that. Brian uh, you know Danielson
1: yeah. was facing that guy. That guy. That, the guy last guy week. The guy that last guy week. A lot of people liked that match.
0: <laughs> it was a popular match, Jeff. How dare you?
1: Oh, if you want to comment on this, go to YouTube.com. Slash oh, and make sure you review
0: my historical position on star ratings <laughs> and matches. Jeff, do I do I think there's much to star ratings in the first place? I don't believe ha- you do. Have no. I ever thought that? No. Yeah. No, I haven't. Okay, interesting. <laughs>
1: Take it up with them, not on the I don't,
0: People seem to know my history, but then okay. they don't. Yeah. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that guy. That guy. <laughs> the champion. That's, that's his name. Oh, he that is. That guy.
0: That's great. Yeah, that's cool. Um, But no, I think that Danielson is time and again turning in these awesome matches. His fire-ups are great. Uh, He had a really nice match here with Jackson um, where he did the bulk of the work, and he's fantastic. I'm really glad to see Brian Danielson wrestling again.
1: And you'd like to see him wrestle those guys and that guy. And- no, there,
0: they're, I would love to see him wrestle like Adam Page. That'd be fantastic. Yes, a match with yes. Miro. Okay. Uh, Daniel Garcia. There's a lot of people I could name. Yes, that's very, very true. Not that guy, but I can name other people.
1: <laughs> I'll go with NXT 2.0. Ladies night. A fascinating bit of marketing for this, especially on Monday where it was basically like, Watch sex. Here you go, everybody. Uh, let's start off with the very, very good, which was one thing. Johnny Gargano is a co- comedic master on, on these things. That He was so good in these stupid sketches, and I love it. Th- those sketches were better than they had any right to be, especially Dexter Loomis's payoff. I, I, I laughed. I howled. I applauded. Good job, NXT creative team. Pass that along for me. Now, go ahead. I'll let you, I'll let you talk. No,
0: they, they totally just, really knocked it out of the park they with did. the wrestling comedy which is a thing i never thought i would ever say but Dude, like of all the Dexter things you think is NXT? a great vehicle
1: yes. for humor
0: I, I johnny and candace are
1: very funny Candice's and- delivery of what's the worst second and then looking down at her pregnant belly i howled i you know what they're the best you might be focusing on the new guys but the Garganos are over here creating the moments that you're going to remember on this show. I, 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 I died at that, Chris. I absolutely died.
0: NXT has been very good for Johnny Gargano and Candice in that you, you obviously they never had anything to learn when it came to wrestling. They're great wrestlers. But the character acting stuff from when they first started in this company to now they have clearly grown and, and it's, it's weird to say that they actually like grew at XT, but like they obviously have,
1: if you had told me Candice LeRae was going to be a good heel, I would have laughed at you. I would. <laughs> um, And then we got to the actual wrestling parts of, of ladies night. And uh, this was uh, not good. Uh, between <laughs> Electra Lopez and B Fab, as we already stated, the Raquel Gonzalez versus Frankie Monet match wasn't very good. I don't. Th- I think Frankie Monet has to get moved up too. I don't think she fits in the ver- this vision of quote unquote new up and coming stars. I think she's going to get moved up. You know that that on the website, p- certain people were drafted, and she's going to be the prelim person. Where the hell was Kaylee Ray? All night. Nowhere to be found. That worries me a little bit. Gives me a little hope she might be getting drafted, but it it worries me that we decide to build this women's title match between Kaylee Ray and Raquel. And now we're just gonna go t- to Mandy Rose. That's a downgrade for, for, for me. I don't I don't know about you guys, but but that's a downgrade for me. Uh, yeah, I, I, I liked the tag match for what it was. I I think uh, Zoe Stark, I hate, their comedy sucks, okay, between her and Neo, but as a team, I love them. I love watching Zoe Stark wrestle, and I think J.C. Jane is here to be the... Uh, how do we put this the, the 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 person who bounces off of all these people because i thought she was very good in that role yeah she's actually quite good isn't yes she? yeah
0: yes. no you you said pay attention to jane and i i was watching her and she can work man she's that's what i was saying really i, I it. was saying
1: it, i dismissed her far too quick because it looked like she was look when she was doing the sexy gimmick she just looked out of place she looked uncomfortable doing the 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 toe in front of toe walk that they make sexy wrestlers do and she looked like she was wearing a costume that didn't quite fit and everything but she got in the ring for this match this week and i thought she was one of the best things about it she was taking all the bumps for everybody and i thought she was pretty damn great in this
0: um Andre Chase, my man, uh, got defeated by Boa after getting smoke blown in his face by Mei Ying.
1: God bless Harlem Bravado. I hope he has a fairly long career in NXT. I don't know if he does. There are other people doing a similar gimmick like this, I think. Uh, I did- <laughs> He got to drop the main event swear word when he was walking backstage that's bullshit yeah.
0: oh yeah yeah that's right that's right oh well that was that was very funny that should have been a disqualification like what a great line <laughs> um yeah i'm with you uh joe gacy god these promos continue to be awful and it's not like just the 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 buzzwords you know the canceled and the uh the sensitivity and the snowflake and the safe space and all that stuff it's that like every single sentence is written around okay we got to make sure we have one millennial buzzword here in this sentence okay so uh last week we violated the safe space jeff give me another uh give me another millennial buzzword
1: uh triggered
0: okay and i know a lot of you were triggered when i was attacked by who's my opponent last week like you know like every single one of these sentences in this promo just centers around like a word like triggered or safe space or something like that and, and i don't think that this is getting any real heat um and what's funny too is that like because they need to keep Joe Gacy heel he can't screed against boomers so he's like talking about like our generation the millennials but never really sort of like names the enemy in that sort of millennial narrative which is the boomers
1: i brought this up. i don't know if i brought this up here i know i brought this up on another show that i do but this is very much through the looking glass cj parker in many ways in terms of but it's a little different, and I'm, I'm going to posit this to you, whereas before the heat was all on the character and what the character believed and things like this, this to me feels like they're attacking an audience a little bit, which makes it a little uh, bit of a dicey situation. And and I got to say, I think they're kind I mean, of attacking like Joe Gaze, AE, Yeah, AE Joe is like the AEW fan, isn't he? Yes. Yeah.
0: Oh, sort of like the AEW discourse what they, what online. They, what they, what yeah, they, their their perception the of what the yes. AEW yes. discourse is all online. All he's
1: all he's missing is a stopwatch. A, a
0: bunch <laughs> of really sensitive people
1: yes. online all yes. weekend
0: parsing through every single like micro thing about wrestling or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Want want yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I've, so
1: I I'm a little I, as opposed to say Dan Lambert because people have been comparing the two. Types of promos. Dan Lambert is out there to be a jerk and a heel. And they they clearly told
0: them to lean into the being like a dime store Jim Cornette thing. Yes.
1: Yes. This is a little different. This is a very for them, it's very subtle shift in who they're attacking. The heat's not all on the character, the heat's on the audience that he's talking about, which is very, very I I don't know. And, and, And given given NXT's demographic older viewers. He, let me posit this to you. Is it possible that <laughs> they're not going to, though, the live crowd will never make him a babyface? But would the boomer crowd make him a babyface?
0: No, because he's still like affirming millennial values yeah. enough. Yeah. But like it, it, he's really a character for no one. He He's the guy who's like trying to appeal to boomers but isn't one of
1: them he, he's a character that a, that a management company would put out there to get out all their frustrations and it has no appeal to anybody on a broader spectrum other than somebody in the office that's what it feels like to me
0: yeah no it, re- it really does it's just it's unfortunate to see a guy who's uh the development in developmental territory or whatever i don't know where that sentence was going but was in a developmental territory this is the gimmick you're getting which is just a death gimmick
1: and I'll end my part with this question, Chris. Did the Tony D'Amato promo get you more fired up? Bada-bing, Jeff. Cannot wait. As Let as me I, tell you. Tell, you think I could ask him about Stromboli?
0: Uh, you, oh, he, probably, he probably, his family has been involved in a historical heritage of Stromboli. A lot of is <laughs> falling off of these docks, you see. And next week, I'm going to get the big Stromboli. Uh, you yeah.
1: know, I was sitting here watching the many saints of Newark when I. <laughs> oh, my. He has uncles who take care of things. He has dock workers. He's got family businesses. Olive oil. Will one of them be olive oil? Because that would just be. <laughs> we pack them in like sardines. Bada bing! I want to see the audience reaction on his on his debut. Does I think he they come boom. out with like
0: New York pizza? Like he actually has a pizza pie
1: in his hands? Yeah, he comes out, the strings are playing, you know, like, like like you're at like an Italy part of a theme park, like Busch Gardens or something like that. <laughs> he comes out, he's probably wearing like a zoot suit of some kind with a with a bowler hat. Yeah, I, hey, what's about him? just doing? He's doing the FBI shtick from ECW. That's what he's doing. He's doing Tommy Rich in ECW.
0: Or or, or more modern, Vinny Vissaro, kind of doing that gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Huh.
1: I like Vinny, though. I like Vinny. He's <laughs> a nice guy. Right, good follow. Pizza uh, Twitter, always good.
0: Zion Quinn, uh, another person who comes from the same part of the world that Braun Breaker comes where you get names like Zion and Braun.
1: I <laughs> forgot his name originally, but I saw it. Yeah, it was a decent debut. Poor Oni Lorkin. This is his gig now. This is this is what he's gonna be until they let him go. Um I have nothing else for the lazy river. If we want to uh
0: close it. let me let me see what else we got here. Kyle O'Reilly and Rich Holland. It's amazing like how not interesting that is. Uh let's see if there's anything going on in XT UK. Oh, I fell asleep during the Charlie Dempsey Josh Morrell match. Was Charlie Dempsey any good?
1: He was okay.
0: He was okay. Um <laughs> well,
1: yeah. Were you put to sleep by that mustache mountain, Ashton? <laughs>
0: yeah that's actually it's exactly what happened is like i i was like laying down in bed i was like oh i'll watch this and and i must have passed out somewhere between mustache mountain because i never made it to danny Lo- luna versus i M- brookside so
1: yeah zaya lost again building go. up that young star
0: good yeah on him. good on him. uh there you go and uh yeah i don't i don't know that i have anything else. what do you think about lbo leo
1: Oh, uh <laughs> Leo Rush. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. I, I had it on, down here, and I just skipped it for some reason. You know, I don't know where he fits into AEW.
0: I think the leverage buyout thing is too stocky. Like, yes. like I, I get, I get it, it. Like Jeff and I are like stock dorks. So yeah. th- this is if it, if we're saying that it's too. <laughs> dorky and inside baseball for us i don't know take that for what it's worth i suppose um I, is I it just, too
1: on the nose to say that uh, leo might be heavily shorted <laughs> <laughs>
0: um i just like the fact that he had to explain what a leveraged buyout was in agonizing detail was like yes yeah, this is the problem with this gimmick leo like you know Call it, you know, of big money or like Cameron Grimes to the moon. Like people put together what to the moon means. Like this, the green arrows going in an uppy direction. Leverage buyouts. It's complicated.
1: Here's my issue. He didn't really knock him dead on his debut when he came out for the, for the casino battle Royal. He's a little smaller. They've already just signed Lee Moriarty who probably has a little bit more upside at this point for them. I like Leo Rush a lot. They don't have a cruiserweight title here. So he's going to be against bigger guys. I think he's he's put in there with the men of the year within a month. That's what I see. I, I think he's going to be put in with the men of the year because he kind of fits in with them.
0: Hey, it's better better than that than uh, the Hardy family office, which that's is true. where a leverage buyout could be. The oh Hardy family God. office is where you go to die.
1: Yeah, that's very, very true. Well, let's close uh, up. Oh. No, no, one
0: last thing. Jungle Boy. Jungle yes. Boy losing again.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah, that that's a good one. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he got to, look, he got to kick out of all of Adam Cole's big moves. He did, and that's fine, but he needs a big win now.
0: And he's got lots of big losses.
1: Yes. I, I, this four pillars thing is interesting because it's like, yes, you know, Jungle Boy, who has lost to some of the top talent at AEW. And then Sammy... Who gets he the went win. the distance
0: against Jericho. Yes, How dare you, sir? he the distance against
1: Jericho. Yes, I forgot about that.
0: Unlike MJF. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I think... Uh, I think he and Christian have to win the tag titles. Because I don't think Luchasaurus does it for him. I think he has to win with... I think it has to be a great wrestling match with four guys who can go. And And I think he has to win the tag titles next. I think they have to do an angle where they rebrand Jurassic Express as, hey, I'm going to try my luck here with Christian for a little bit, you know, just just so that they can earn a title shot because they're they a little on the pecking order. I mean, unless I would kind of be here for a Jungle Boy-Sammy Guevara feud over the TNT title. I think that'd be a pretty good feud. Although I don't think you'd put Jungle Boy over Sammy. So I don't know where you go. I don't know where where is... Where is Jungle Boy's big win going to come from at this point? That's my question.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, Adam Punk? Cole, I, 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 I guess, I, I, is I, Punk
1: a big enough name now? Because I mean, if he's just going to lose, I mean, I, see, that's the problem here. You, 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 you.
0: It him would up- really need to. Be, it needs to be against a heel. I mean, the other thing I worry about with Jungle Boy is like he can't be going up against a cool heel, or even a baby face. Anything that splits the crowd 50-50 or like 55-45. Yes. Jungle Boy is one of these characters where he needs the crowd solidly behind him at all times. And you may like that Adam Cole has cool heel uh, sort of energy about him. And you may say that that's part of the fun of Adam Cole and his character. And it's cool that he's a cool heel, um, that gets cheered on his way to the ring, and then people do sort of boo him during course of the matches or whatever. Maybe. Um, I don't know that I agree with that. But I do think that Jungle Boy needs to be up against people like MJF, who is absolutely never, ever, ever in danger of getting cheered at any point during the match. And that a guy like Jungle Boy, a character like Jungle Boy, does its best work when it's in the ring against a real nefarious, dastardly sort of heel that we don't like. And and a character like Jungle Boy tends to have struggles against a cool heel. Like, like to give you an example, like a cool baby face, like a John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. You could put Moxley and Kingston up against an Adam Cole and even the Bucks and Omega who sometimes sort of get cheered a little bit or whatever, and you don't have any worry about Moxley and Kingston like getting in thrown into the meat grinder here. Um, but like Jurassic Express is is kind of a dorky gimmick. It's yes. a dorky gimmick that people like, but like the Dino Boy song, what's the name of the song? Tarzan Boy or whatever. Tarzan Boy. That's a Baltimore. stupid song. Yeah, yeah, it's not wow. a great song. I, I don't like the song. Is it worse uh, than train? Is it worse than train? No, no, no. Okay. Like we need to stop the train, Jeff. Like Th- for I should I mean, like
1: a couple of their songs yeah well
0: them. I mean Cody was telling me the other day that he likes nickelback so that's that's uh people have problems i'm here to help um anyways point being like th- this junk the Jurassic express is a dorky gimmick um it can't be up against a cool heel it- it's an adorable likable we're cheering for him we want to see the guy who's dressed up like a dinosaur and their diminutive friend win stuff we like that but like adam cole's cool and and you just that's not the right pairing here uh, here's
1: what they need to do then okay i I've, i think i have an idea did you watch ecw or have you gone back and watched the ecw where taz becomes taz where he, where where they reintroduce him on commentary i think it's during a benoit match and you don't know who's talking but uh, but it, it, they, they go, the guy that you heard on commentary was Peter Sanerka. You may know him as the Taz Maniac, but now you're going to know him as Taz. And he comes back hardcore, like repackaged like that. He needs to come back repackaged as Jack Perry and just be a bad, have a different look about him, a different demeanor, something. Because the, the way that you're going to get around your thing, and I think I know what they're going to do, I think they're gonna try and rebuild back up Miro a bit and then have Jungle Boy beat Miro. But I don't think that works. I don't think that's big enough. I think I think after almost getting by Adam Cole, going to Jericho with a draw. Didn't he fight Omega at one point, or am I misremembering that?
0: I think he did fight Omega at one point. Yeah.
1: I, I think he needs he needs a top top tier. They may have him beat Danielson. That would be uh, you know interesting what would be interesting
0: one. Have him beat both of the Bucks in singles matches.
1: Okay, I can go with that. Would that be big enough?
0: I think that starts it off. It, it uh, like it's kind of like Danielson against Nick Jackson in solo action tonight. I, I think that that was actually a smart little booking move by AEW because like the Jackson guys, they're like the classic you know beat one member of the Midnight Express sort of matches. Yeah,
1: yeah, which I loved. I always loved that tag teams were great as a tag team but maybe not necessarily as a singles act i think that's a smart move right, i'm gonna end it there how do you feel about that
0: uh, i'm gonna somehow get over it
1: okay <laughs> you follow me at crap game 13 you follow chris at dwatg you can just follow the show at shake them ropes all one word we are part of voices of wrestling Podcasts for every kind of wrestling takes, including everything elite, which comes out shortly after elite ends on Wednesday nights flagship with Joe and rich music of the mat with our boy, Andrew rich. In addition to other fun things, open the voice gate. Look, if if you like certain kinds of wrestling, we probably have a show for you. We even have a historical one on TNA these days, which is fantastic with Garrett kidney, who knows all things TNA and even things you've probably forgotten about TNA. We're also on the Voices of Wrestling video channel if you want to watch the reactions that we give each other from time to time. Chris has a pretty sweet army jacket on today. I think that's kind of cool. But uh, Chris also does podcasts about politics. He's going to tell you about now.
0: Yeah, if you go on YouTube, uh, you can see Don't Worry About the Government on YouTube. I'm trying to record those twice a week. I was a little under the weather this week, so I didn't do a taping of the show because I was sort of burning the candle at all ends and along the side as well. But I will be back uh, next week with Uh, more episodes of don't worry about the government you can find it on itunes stitcher spotify and at patreon.com slash dwatg thank you for supporting the show if you want to hear my music and stuff search on youtube for chris Novembrino. there's a music only channel no views about anything other than guitar related things on that channel and i don't speak often so maybe you'll enjoy that more
1: (laughs) wrestled that guy